Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here. It is Greg with the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. Thank you for being here and spending a little bit of your day learning something new. We are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people that move through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I hope you are as excited as I am to get to this week's episode. Here we go. Hey, friends. All right. This is going to be the second of three intros for the episode. So what happened when I was recording the episode is planning to do it in one full shot. And around the 25-minute mark, the weather very abruptly changed, as is becoming more and more common here on the West Coast, which wasn't a thing before. Very quickly changed from sunny to very windy and uh, almost blew over the computer. Uh, almost bl- It did blow over a number of other things. And then it very quickly rained and then hailed. So uh, it seemed prudent to move to a different location. So there's a a very abrupt pause that that you'll definitely notice. I'll throw the cow in there to signify it um, around the 25-minute mark before I continue on from a uh, location that's uh, more conducive to recording, as it were. Uh, with with all that, this is my journey into natural health and how I got really interested in sharing the benefits that we get from being in nature, spending time outdoors, and uh, experiencing for ourselves a wide variety of health and wellness modalities that are out there. As always, don't just take my word for it. Don't just take someone's word on the television for it. Please try something for yourself. Uh, check and see if it resonates with you. If you're intrigued, give it a shot because you never know where it might lead or what might change in your life. All right. Enjoy. Hey, hey, friends. Thanks again for joining me. We are back at the Wisdom of the Wilderness. And today is a solo episode where I'm going to talk a lot about the natural health connection that I really started noticing and appreciating once I started spending more time in nature. For me, the whole Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast idea came out of the lessons that I learned spending time in nature. And one of the really big ones was a move and a transition from the common allopathic model into a more natural way of approaching health and approaching healing in a variety of ways for a variety of different reasons. I thought it might provide some value for people to hear a little bit about my experience because there's nothing particularly special about me. There's nothing particularly um, unusual about me. It's just an experience and those experiences that I've had being out in nature, being outdoors, have all contributed in a way to my specific worldview, my perspective, and especially on the way that I choose to interact and the way that I choose to focus on my own health for myself. I think everyone is responsible for their own journey. There's a ton of resources out there, whatever it is you're looking to get into, whatever it is you're looking to try out. And all I can do is say, hey, this is my personal experience. If it resonates with you, there's a ton of great resources. Like check out some of the stuff that I'll put in the show notes. Check out some of the resources online. Investigate and try things for yourself. Don't necessarily just take my word or 
the word of someone in the entertainment industry or someone who's an athlete, um, you know, maybe take some advice and see if it works for you. And if it doesn't, there's lots of other ways that are out there. There's lots of ways that we can approach health. There's lots of ways we can connect with nature. Do what feels best for you with all of the experiences, beliefs, and situations, all of your the variety of things that makes you you, we're all different and unique. And we live in such a great time where there are so many different ways that we can focus on our health and work with our health and work with our well-being and enhance all of those things so many different ways. So with that as a preface and as an introduction, I'm just going to get started into where my connection with natural health came from and how I really got involved with it. And that story starts uh, a little bit for me when I was in my undergraduate degree. For a while there, I was a pre-med student in the kinesiology department, and I happened to take an athletic training course. I um, don't remember exactly the name of it, but uh, it was at working with athletic injuries. So how they happen, um, signs and symptoms, doing some of the tests like the anterior drawer test, uh, the knee ACL test, et cetera, et cetera, and then how to basically tape them. So taping the ankle, taping the elbow, taping the wrist, taping the knee, um, different stuff like that. And the guy that was the lab instructor for that course was actually an acupuncturist. I had had an injury from running at that point, and for some reason, I was like, hey, I should try this acupuncture thing. And I tried it, and it was really different, but it worked for me. So that was the introduction. From there, I had this uh, way back in the day dream of completing an Ironman triathlon, which hasn't happened. And at this point, I don't have a strong desire to do it, but that was the goal at the time. So I was doing a lot of different stuff swimming, biking, running, and uh, things just were not really working great. Um, but in, in reading about different ways of training and different ways of recovery, I came across, in at about the same time as uh, trying the acupuncture, I came across uh, active release chiropractic. And somebody had said it was the greatest thing ever, and I went and tried that. And it actually worked really well for me. I can't say it's the... Um, best feeling therapy in the world, but it worked well for what it did. I had a lot of success with that, and it was through a combination of that and acupuncture and some physio exercises that I alleviated some of the issues I was facing. Fast forward, oh gosh, a few years uh, after being a grad student and uh, getting a, quote, real job, um, big company, big city, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I was living in the metro area of Denver and uh, had pretty extreme schedule. I had a pretty, not stressful, but I was always busy at work, constantly busy, always something going on or multiple things going on. I had two computers. I had four screens. I was always running programs, doing a lot of data management, a lot of mapping, doing a lot of printing, uh, creating maps, just a ton of things always going on. And it was busy at work, chaotic sometimes, and uh, that also <laughs> would be a great way to characterize my life at that point. I was living downtown. No, I was not living downtown. I had uh, moved out into a suburb, but uh, my day started at 4 a.m. I would get up at 4 when the alarm went off. I would make some coffee, have a quick cup of coffee and a banana. 
hop on my bike by 4.30, bike about 10K or six miles in, not to work, but to the downtown gym that I worked out at, work out for about two hours, have sauna, have a shower, get organized, and then uh, head into work for 7.30. Work for a while, I'd go and do hot yoga on my lunch break, and then work for a while longer. And then when I was done, I'd either go and work out some more, maybe lift weights, maybe do a, um, oh God, it was a boot camp CrossFit-y type course. It was amazing. Um, maybe do that. Maybe I'd go do yoga if I hadn't had a chance to pop out at lunch. I, I would be biking home, so I'd do this on the way. I'd be like, stop for yoga, uh, bike home, and then get in the car and go drive to the climbing gym and climb get in the car and then go drive an hour to meet some buddies and play roller hockey. It just really depended on the day. Uh, eventually I got into climbing. So then that routine became finish work, bike home, hop in the car, drive an hour, go climb until about 11 or 10, have something to eat and then drive back home. So anyway, lo long story short, I was drinking a ton of coffee. I was basically surviving on coffee, wheat thins, hummus, and a lot of water. Uh, Driving all over, just being busy all the time, working out all the time, didn't have a lot of rest or relaxation because I'd be busy at work. So I was uh, calming myself by being active. And uh, eventually, and quite obviously, now in hindsight, uh, parts of my body started to give up and uh, a lot of things started to to bug me. Wasn't sleeping great, wasn't um, having great, di I was having digestive issues. Um, Gosh, what else was going on? Yeah, I was at the chiropractor two or three times a week. I was acupuncture about every two weeks, massage, et cetera, et cetera. And um, got to a point where I was like, okay, I, I hadn't run for quite a while because of the issues that had come up. I'd really got into biking. I cycle raced for a little bit. And uh, I just knew I, I enjoyed my time outdoors. You know, I worked downtown, um, we had a compressed schedule, so nine days, 80 hours every two weeks, and then every other Friday off, which was freaking amazing. I loved that schedule. I love compressed schedules. I love, nowadays, I love the uh, alternate schedules, uh, so having midweek days off to go play outside, but a little bit beside the point. Um, so I had a, had a lot of time where I could be outside like three-day weekends, two-day weekends, et cetera. And I noticed that I spent more and more time wanting to be outside. I also noticed that the part of my day, which often was a highlight of the day, was my bike ride into work from where I lived to downtown Denver and or back home. You know, I was up early enough in the morning that I would have the quiet time. I'd be biking at 4.30, so I had my head, my headlight on, and I'd see coyotes sometimes. Just be nice and quiet and peaceful. There'd be maybe a car on the road, maybe two. Um, nice and relaxing way in. And then when I was done work, no matter what had happened through the day, I'd hop on my bike, and by the time that I had cycled back home, I had totally forgot about anything that had gone wrong, any challenging situation, because I had been focused on cycling for uh, 30 minutes or six miles, 10K, depending on traffic. So that was when I really started to notice, hey, I'm, I'm really getting, getting value from being outside. And moving forward you know, to the weekends, uh, that was my time to be outside for, for a lot. You know, I would not take my work phone. Um, I'd have a cell phone, but I didn't really answer it a ton of the time. 
Uh, never had a smartphone. It was always a flip phone. And I'd be outside. So I'd meet a friend and we'd go hiking, sometimes 14ers, sometimes not. Did a bunch of camping. And I was fortunate to have a lot of friends that had ranches or horses. And I spent a lot of time just hanging out, working horses, a uh, little bit of riding, more just helping my buddies with the general ranch maintenance that goes on all the time if you own small acreage or large acreage. And just really noticing, hey, you know, I was really drawn to just be outside. I spent so much time in front of so many computers that to be able to separate myself from both the physical environment and the screen environment was really great for my mental well-being as well as for my physical well-being. I wasn't sitting down in a chair. I wasn't slouched at a computer. I wasn't staring at blue light all day. I was outside getting natural light, getting sunshine on my skin, getting my vitamin D, building up my immunity, and being around animals and horses especially who have a huge heart field. It is so beneficial to be out and around horses. And that's all stuff I've learned since then. At the time, I just knew, hey, I want to go hang out in the countryside, be as far away from the city as I can. I don't want to hang out down here. I don't want to be in front of a screen. I want to be outside roping or be outside shoveling horse shit or be outside building fence, hanging out, having a good time. That was what I noticed. Um, so eventually... I moved a little bit, so my commute to work was shorter, and that gave me more time to run. And I lived near a nice park in the central part of uh, Denver and started running more, started having some pain issues. And it was at that point that I came across the book Born to Run. And that is a fantastic book. That book was really catalytic for a lot of people. Uh, it's often credited with really spurring the barefoot movement and some of the return to more primal or ancestral ways of movement and ways of being. Uh, but it was a great book for me to read. And at that point, uh, I'd run a marathon years and years before, and I hadn't really run consistently since then because I had a lot of pain in my lower body. Uh, my knees, I was uh, misdiagnosed with several things. Uh, so, you know, I'd go for active release Cairo at least every two weeks, sometimes once a week, sometimes multiple times a week. Um, sitting in a chair and a desk did not help me at all. I had a ton of shoulder and neck problems from just the, the environment at work until I eventually got a standing desk. And then surprise, surprise, a lot of those things went away. But point being, getting a lot of acupuncture, a lot of dry needling, and a lot of Cairo for that. And as one of the things that happened, I had uh, been misdiagnosed and given orthotics, prescribed orthotics, that then got modified and modified again and modified again. And then they actually built me a whole brand new pair because they couldn't modify the, one, the original ones anymore. Uh, to the point that I was a couple times had to completely redo my whole uh, footwear situation because my dang orthotics would not fit into the shoes that I had. I had to buy shoes much bigger so that these freaking orthotics would fit inside of them. Kind of thought something might be weird, something might be off. And I was talking to my chiropractor one day, and he recommended I see a podiatrist. So I thought, okay, cool. Oh, no shit, there's an eagle right overhead. Oh, sweet. Hey, buddy. Um, side note there. Huh? Uh, so 
continuing on with the story that says, I, you know, it's like, all right, I'll go see this podiatrist, see what he says. Maybe that'll take away some of the, you know, if the problems in the foot, then that works its way up the kinetic chain. Maybe that'll take away this knee and hip stuff. And I made the appointment and went in to see him, took a look at my feet and said, oh, hey, we're going to uh, saw the tops of your toes off and then sew them back together. And that should fix the problem. Make an appointment with my secretary for her um, receptionist for when you want to let that happen. And uh, that'll be it. And I said, hey, wait a minute. What do you mean you're going to cut the tops of my toes off? How is that going to solve the problem? And uh, the podiatrist turned at me, and the look on his face had such incredulity that I would dare question his medical opinion. He had no good answer for me. So I said, you know what? Screw you. I got up and walked out and went home and decided I'm not wearing my orthotics anymore. I'm going to try this born-to-run thing. I'm going to try this barefoot thing and see what happens. Because if it worked for, no oh God, Chris McDougal, I think, wrote it. Chris McCandless? I can't remember. Chris somebody. Not Chris Carmichael. That's Lance Armstrong's coach. Um, anyways, I'll link that in the show notes. But I was like, if it worked for him, why don't I give it a try? Why don't I see? Because people told me that acupuncture was nonsense, and I went and tried it, and it worked fantastic. People said active release didn't work, and I went and tried it, and it worked. And I thought, hey, this is really interesting that when I try things that work, they work for me, but a lot of people are apparently really invested in telling me, no, don't try that. This is the only way to approach a situation. So that really got me to thinking, hey, I'm just going to go try it. Anyways, we'll fast forward a little bit. Got myself some uh, Vibram Five Fingers, and uh, that promptly ended a couple dates that I had because uh, apparently that was a deal breaker for some women that I had met, uh, knowing that I had Vibram Five Fingers. Uh, but what I noticed was once I got rid of these stupid orthotics and started changing my gait gradually, that uh, my hip problems went away, my knee problems went away. I started to feel better. I had a different way of walking, and that was quite interesting to me. Now, I also jumped in and did way too much too soon and got a stress fracture, but uh, that's all right. That was a learning experience. Not too long after getting into the Vibrams, a friend and I did a bucket list trip, and we hiked the West Coast Trail on the west coast of Vancouver Island. Um, kind of remote, not super remote, but kind of remote. It involved some logistics. And it was a really good decompression for me. It had been a challenging year of work. And we flew to Vancouver, rode the ferry over to Vancouver Island. And then we spent six, five days, I think, five nights. I actually don't even remember now. And uh, all the journals and stuff I had were are there long gone because they were on computers that have died. But Point being, I spent a bunch of time out in the bush without a cell phone, uh, without access to the internet, and uh, to the point that we realized as we were driving to the trailhead that we were supposed to have a watch because one of the critically important things, maybe the only critically important thing on that trail is you need to know when the tide is coming in and out because long stretches of the trail are along the beach. So uh, we managed to, to solve that problem, but... The point is that we didn't have any technology. So for a few days, we were out there hiking along the beach in the beautiful um, temperate rainforest along the west coast of Vancouver Island, and I felt fantastic. I slept better than I ever had before. We got 
great weather for the time of year that we went and i just felt totally relaxed and recharged by the time that we came back now interestingly we got back to the city the day before or two days before uh it was in the middle of the hockey playoffs in 2011 and uh we actually flew out of vancouver on the day of game seven and the energy was so weird in the city by the time we landed, got back to get our cars, or my friend's parents' house, because uh, that's where we left the cars, uh, we were watching the game a little bit on TV, and we're like, yeah, the energy was super weird in Vancouver. And then after that game, I don't know how people remember this, uh, the city went crazy, and there were riots, and uh, a bunch of cars lit on fire, and a bunch of looting and all that. Uh, that was weird. But that was a really stark contrast to, hey, we've just been hiking for a few days, backpacking for a few days, feel great, feet are doing great, body feels great, mental health is great, and then come back to the city and kapow, it's a huge contrast. You know, people are freaking riding over a sporting event. What in the hell is going on? This is ridiculous. And it was ridiculous. And it's still ridiculous 10 years later that that happened. But anyway... The West Coast Trail was awesome, and a, a big part of that was that being disconnected from everything. And after coming back from that trip, that was in June 2011, that became a new focus. Like, hey, my weekend's phone is off, still a flip phone at that point, I'm going to spend time outside. And I'm going to start looking into more of these things that are kind of popping up on the periphery of society at that point, but I was having a lot of success with Fast forward a little bit more to the next year, and I had come across an old piece of paper where I had written some notes in high school, way back when, uh, that had some websites on it. And I went through them one by one. A lot were no longer in service, but I came across the Knowles website, National Outdoor Leadership School, and the Boss website, the Boulder Outdoor Survival School. I've got another episode about my experience on Boss. I'm not going to elaborate on that here too much. Uh, I didn't end up doing Knowles, but yeah, and I worked a pretty serious job, pretty busy job in downtown Denver. And uh, my vacation precluded a Knowles course because they were too long. I couldn't get that much consecutive time off, but I could fit a two-week boss course in. And it was on that course where for 14 days, I was in the middle of nowhere in Utah. I took the week end before that, so two days before that, I was camping in Utah, and a day and a half after that, I was camping in Utah, and then went back to Denver. So I had 14, 15, 16, 17 days where I was away from the noise, the hustle, the bustle, the EMFs, the cell towers, the people, the flashing lights, the sirens of Denver. I was out in the, essentially the middle of nowhere and really connected with nature. And I encourage you to listen to the boss episode if you'd like to know more about my experience with that. It's also gonna be an episode I'm really excited about with my good friend, Eli, where we will go into a bit more about boss. But the point being that I went back to nature, no electronics, nothing. I was out outside, out in the desert, out on the mountain for 14 days, and I felt fantastic. I slept better decompressed totally, my eyes changed, my whole being changed, and that is a connection that I think about every single day since then. I finished off that course, and I came back, and I had really, 
I'd gotten the bug. I was really interested in the ways that nature helps us heal. And I was really interested in the ways that we can transform our lives, transform our physical health, mental health, emotional or spiritual well-being through ways of being, not even necessarily ways of healing, ways of being that connect us more with our environment. Uh, from there, I decided that, hey, I'm going to start making a career switch. You know, the the pay was great. The benefits were great. Uh, the schedule was great at what I did. But there was a gnawing feeling that I could be doing something different. I could be making a better impact. I could be living truer to my core. So I got my Wilderness First Responder certification a couple months later. I spent a lot of time that summer hiking. I spent even more time out at my friends' places, uh, even going out after work some days, hanging out until the sunlight was gone and then driving back home. I increased my focus on natural things. I really increased my focus on organics. And I cut out a lot of the crap that I was still eating at the time. I knew I needed to get out of the city. I knew I needed to get away from screens. I knew I just wanted to feel better. And I felt so much better being at a buddy's place, being outside all day on a Friday off or on a Saturday, moving horses around, you know, digging trenches for well or for uh, water runoff, um, shoveling horse shit, uh, moving animals around, um, playing with the dogs, uh, doing some riding, learning a lot about horse behavior and horse psychology and seeing the ways that animals interact with people, learning a lot about energy and how you can manage things with your own energy, uh, cycling it up, uh, calming it down, the impact that one person can have on a herd of horses or on a horse that's totally different from what it, another person will have on that same animal or that same herd. It was just a lot of new information to me that I was really excited about. I started doing a lot more yoga, working a lot more on breath work and working a lot more on my flexibility so that I was able to, to go for longer when I went and did things outdoors so that I could start building the functional strength that would allow me to do the things I love rather than the uh, straight line strength or, you know, the the beach body type deal, I was working on how can I be functional? How can this be sustainable for a longer time? And crazily enough, the wind has just totally kicked up here right now. So uh, we may have to uh, move somewhere else and uh, start <laughs> have a little cow break and start this back up. But point being, a lot more time outside, a lot more things. And I started to learn and try more varieties of healing in a what I consider a more natural way. I hadn't had a lot of success with the conventional system. I hadn't really enjoyed it either. And uh, I'd had these weird diagnoses and, you know, you need to have your toes cut off to do this, you need to have surgery to do this. And I was like, no, there's got to be another way. So from there, I decided to take a yoga teacher training course and learned a lot about breath work and movement and releasing stuck energy in the body, releasing emotions in the body. Um, I started doing Qigong and then um, Tai Chi through the, the Denver YMCA who offered those courses at the time. And those were fantastic. I really learned a lot more about energy 
And uh, okay, had to take a very abrupt break after I finished saying I started doing yoga and learning Tai Chi and Qigong because uh, the wind totally picked up and started uh, blowing the laptop off the table. So uh, we're now in a little bit of a protect, more protected space and going to continue on. So bear with me just a little bit. That was unexpected, but something that can happen because it's the wisdom of the wilderness and I like to record outside and uh, <laughs> whether things can happen. All right. So I was doing yoga, doing Tai Chi, tai chi and through yoga and talking to people in my yoga teacher training, I came across very different ways of being than I was exposed to through work or through some of the other activities that I did. And a lot of people did a lot of cool modalities, healing modalities, uh, that I was really interested in trying. And I just started trying things because I've always been curious to see if something works for me. I think that's a great quality in people. It's a quality that I look for in friends and in partners. So I was just going, hey, all right, I've got the time. I've got the resources. Why don't I see if some of these things work or don't for me? So along those lines, um, I'd had a great massage therapist I met through a friend earlier. Uh, we hiked together and climbed together. So I was seeing that person for massage. Uh, she recommended someone who did Reiki. I had no idea what on earth Reiki was, but she recommended it. And then uh, went back a couple of weeks later and had another massage. And she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, like you should try out this Reiki thing. I was like, eh, I don't know. But the, the person she recommended worked in the same office. And I was like, well, that's convenient. So I went and tried that. And that was a life-changing experience, that first Reiki session. And I started going back. Uh, my massage therapist then moved to California. So I was at a massage and uh, looking for a new therapist, found another one. And that person did sound healing. So then I started, I tried sound healing a couple times and had some interesting experiences there. Uh, from that massage therapist mentioned a naturopath that uh, she was seeing and well uh, mentioned a couple other modalities. So then I went and saw a naturopath and after seeing the naturopath for a bit, I uh, realized a lot of things that I had just considered like, oh yeah, these are manageable, uh, maybe weren't so manageable and made some more life changes cut out even more stuff that wasn't great for me at the time and changed my diet, switched to fully organic. And that made a really big shift for me after, oh gosh, say a week or two of just being on that, getting flushing toxins stuff out of my body. Um, around that time, a friend and I did a nine day cleanse, which was phenomenal. I have only a couple times in my life, life felt that good as I did at the end of nine days of cleansing with just organic fruits, vegetables, raw, organic raw foods, and juice. That was great. Um, I'd always I'd been doing acupuncture for a while. kept a, kept up with the acupuncture. I tried ch traditional Chinese medicine and had some success with that. Um, was still seeing my active release chiropractor occasionally, but I was definitely doing it less because I'd focused more on, hey, rather than just keep treating the symptom, why don't I work on alleviating the symptom and strengthening some of these other muscles, these stabilizers, uh, working with the core. I thought I had good core, but uh, turns out the core is more than just your abs. Oops. But lesson learned. 
went for some dry needling, went for more physio. Um, and then I read about the benefits of a sauna and it turns out my gym had a sauna. So I started using the sauna pretty much every day to, to get the sweat on as well as going to hot yoga and hot yoga worked fantastic for me. I know it is a huge turnoff for some people, uh, as yoga is a turnoff for some people, uh, as pretty much, I guess, anything that I've mentioned could be a turnoff for some people. Um, again, to each their own. If you feel like trying it, try it, see if it works for you. If not, hey, no harm done. And hey, best case, maybe you find something you have a, a big life change. As part of the yoga teacher training that I did, we did a lot of breath work and meditation and visualization and affirmations. And those things have all been fantastic tools that I have used moving forward. And some of them directly contributed to me buying the mic and figuring out how to do this podcast and sharing different people's stories, sharing my own stories, sharing some of the wisdom that I've learned from trying different things and from stepping outside of the literal or figurative paved path controlled environment and going out into the rough, into the wilderness, into the bush to see what things work for me. Again, we are all, we are all unique. We are all our own individual being experiencing life differently. Two of us could be looking at the same situation, looking at the same beautiful mountain sunset. I could be at the top of a 14er with a friend and we're both looking at what we both have a subjective viewpoint there's no real objective viewpoint there's my experience of this someone else's experience of this and that's what we've got so that's been a cool thing for me to learn the last thing that i'll move into as i begin to wrap this up is the benefit of trail therapy and this is a funny one because i had heard people talk about this for a while my mom's got a uh, gardening is my therapy wooden placard out in the garden there. Um, but I'd heard, oh, trail therapy. And I thought, well, what the heck is that? That seems kind of weird. And then I started trail running. And then I noticed how much different I felt after trails, running trails, how much better I felt, how it would just, in a way, force my mind to shut off because you have to be paying attention to what you're doing. You can't really zone out when you're descending technical terrain. Your your mind is uh, problem solving as you go, which is fantastic for it. It keeps everything active. It keeps your body nimble and uh, you're using all your stabilizers. You're using muscles you didn't know you have until you wake up the next day and go, oh my gosh, wow, where was that from? Um, and I heard a fantastic podcast with uh, someone I'm proud to say uh, I'm acquainted with and is a friend of mine that mentioned trail therapy and how the benefits not just of time outdoors on the trails, either solo or with friends, but that being on the trails with someone else, whether you're hiking or trail running, in a way it allows you to open up differently without the same pressures that one would have in a counseling environment where you're sitting across the table from someone or in a dating environment with a friend we're having coffee where you're looking directly in the hopefully looking at directly in the eyes seeing the facial expressions etc cetera, etc cetera. if you're out on the trail you're side by side or ahead over behind so it can take away some of the pressure of looking someone in the eye because you're just sharing stuff and you're out in nature where that can that energy can be absorbed 
where you know you're you're calming you're grounding yourself by being outdoors by being in the trees being in the desert being away from the noise the hustle and the bustle it's easier to share it's easier to to connect on philosophical issues or or deeper personal issues than it can be in a very uh in some ways superficial environment as we may have in a corporate work setting just some food for thought so as I got out there, I was journeying through more and more things. I was moving my diet to more and more natural or chemical-free, pesticide-free, insecticide-free. Um, spending more time cooking, but being more mindful about what I was putting in my body. At the same time, I was being more mindful and more aware of where I was investing my energy into things, activities, places, modalities where I felt better, not where I was given a quick fix that it might address some of the symptoms and have side effects of even more symptoms, but where I could work my way into the core issues through that. I also, along... Around that time, I tried this thing called, called Body Talk, and I had some very phenomenal experiences with that modality to the point that when I was no longer in that corporate job or in Denver, I learned the system and I became certified in the system. And from there, I was uh, mostly used it just to, to work on myself, to, to help friends and acquaintances. Um, but along those lines, I then learned Reiki because Reiki had been one of the first modalities I tried that was quite helpful and worked with me. Um, and then I took another Reiki course. I, through a series of interesting coincidences and synchronicities, got into linking awareness, which has opened up a lot of fantastic doors and opportunities and people and levels of awareness that I was previously unaware of or didn't know could exist. It's opened a lot of different ways of thinking and being and connecting with the environment in all forms, with nature in all forms, whether it's being out at a ranch building fence in the snow, whether it's being out in the Rockies guiding visitors through the the majestic scenery and the mountains out there, whether it's being present in first aid situations, whether it's being uh, being a tour guide and explaining the beautiful scenery in the Vancouver area or at Whistler. In a number of different capacities in my life, these things have all combined and opened up greater opportunities and greater and deeper ways of viewing the world than I had been accustomed to or that even exposed to through the schooling and the education system and the corporate life that I was living. So it's a very long and roundabout way to, to get to here, but all of the different things that I've tried have each opened up a new avenue of energy and or new chances for opportunities and new ways to interpret or experience life that wouldn't have been possible without stepping out of the familiar zone and seeing if something worked for me. Now, at the same time, I can say not everything worked the first time, or I did I have great success the first time, or with the first practitioner. 
but there was enough interest or curiosity that I have tried a number of different things. Can't say I've tried them all. Um, there's a ton of stuff I was listening to on a podcast this morning that I would love to try more getting into the biohacking realm and the holotropic breath, breath work, uh, trauma release, um, a lot of the different plant medicines available now. There's a ton of things that are out there that can have great effects that are more natural focused or more individual focused than one single size, one size fits all type of um, treatment for something, whatever it may be. At the same time, I've spent more time outdoors. I've stepped out of the office environment to pursue careers in different directions that put me outdoors or put me out of the office environment. So I am spending more time outside, whether it's in the city, whether it's in the country, whether it's near or around trails. I have been fortunate to guide people through some of the majestic parts of North America. I have got paid to go canoeing and take people along, teach them how to cook over a campfire. It's been phenomenal and fantastic. It has given me experience as opposed to money, but that experience is ultimately what has made life richer and provided the connections and opportunities to talk to the podcast guests. They've all been people that I've met through outdoor activities or quote random coincidences on a course here, uh, at a trailhead here, um, at a trailhead there, uh, as co-workers as colleagues at different companies it's all it's all been opportunities that came around from being open to trying things through experience in the natural world and trying natural varieties natural healing modalities and working with all of the magic and all of the remedies and all of the ways that nature supports us um, that's had more of an impact on my life that has had meaningful contribution and allowed personal growth as opposed to how my way of being uh, when I was still in Denver, when I didn't have that corporate job, when it was a, hey, clockwork, 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 very uh, left-brained, yeah, left-brained schedule, like engineering, analytical, um, focus, focus, focus. There's, there's always something. This is trying all of these things, moving in the new directions that I have has opened up flexibility and a greater comprehension and awareness of timing and synchronicities and things changing or opening up at the right time rather than trying to force things. So my whole wide, wide journey into the nature connection is, is prefaced by a lot of different experiences. And I can't say any are good, bad, or ideal. They're simply those that have contributed and combined to provide opportunities and awareness and a perspective that may look different than someone else's, but it's no neither right nor wrong nor ideal. It's just one perspective. And it's with that as a background and that as a, a talking point, a keynote, as you will, um, that I can say like, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of different ways of being than many are exposed to. There's a lot of a lot of energy or money put into one size fits all. This is the only way, but 
turns out there's actually a lot of really cool things. There's a lot of ways to get to the top of the mountain. There's one that's an official trail, but there can be equally as many that are old, older, overgrown trails or trails that people discard or you know, don't maintain, doesn't mean they don't work. It just means that you address them in a different way. You still get to that goal. So with that, I can say that is my journey with natural health and uh, the connection that I have with nature through stepping outside of a very hyper-focused on one viewpoint way of being that I'd been exposed to and that I was a part of and stepping back and looking around more widely, looking to see what's on the periphery, looking to see what, what resonated and being open to try it. There's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of cool things I, I'm excited to try. There's a lot of cool things I haven't yet tried. There's some things I tried that didn't resonate with me, whether it was the practitioner or whether it was the the modality, whatever it might be. Um, you know, I know there's, <laughs> for one example, there's a ton of health benefits of olives. Olives are not something I enjoy eating. I can use olive oil, but it's never going to be a food that I, I will look at it and say, nope, that is not going in. I know there's a shit ton of health benefits of olives, but nope, they are not going in this body. Everyone's got something like that, and that's okay. We're all individuals having our own unique experience of life. We are human beings, not human doings, human beings. And with that human being, I encourage you to be and express and experience different ways to try different things that are out there. Try trail therapy with your friends on the weekend. If you haven't had it, maybe try a massage. Maybe look into seeing what a naturopath might be like. Maybe go and try body talk or Reiki. Maybe message me and I can point you in some directions. Uh, connect you with nature in different ways. The the Trey Revs game that Megan and I played a lot of the time, uh, that's something I still do. That's something a future podcast guest told me before we were recording is that they had... Uh, tried that and we're excited to use it and work with it. And that's all something that came about from stepping outside of a predefined box and uh, trying it for oneself. So on that note, I will leave that for you, for y'all today. Uh, and again, it's Wisdom of the Wilderness. So I am, I'm now inside recording this and I'm looking out and what was a beautiful sunshine uh, in the, what are we at, 18 minutes now, plus I had to stop the recording, so probably around 35, 40 minutes. In that time, here on the wet coast, it has gone from full sunshine to sun and cloud to hail to the crazy gusts of wind you may have heard when I uh, had to move myself so I could actually be heard recording. And we are now in the middle of a downpour with sideways gusting wind, and it looks like there's now standing water where I was recording this. So, uh, yeah, things can change quickly. Be aware of that. Pay attention to what's going on when you get outside. And have yourself a wonderful day, friends. Thank you for listening. All righty then. That is the end of today's episode. Thank you very much for joining me, friends. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. I hope you get a chance to go outside and breathe in some fresh air or that you've already been outside and perhaps you're even listening to this at the end of an incredible adventure. If you get a chance, it would be wonderful if you could leave a review at the podcast hosting platform that you found this on, whether that's Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, a whole bunch of other things. Drop a review. 
That is fantastic. It helps spread the word, share the benefits of nature, and share some of these inspiring and empowering stories of what we can all do when we put our minds toward it. Spring is in the process of springing here where I am. I hope that things are starting to look oh, look brighter, smell sweeter, uh, get warmer wherever you are. And we will catch you next week for another episode. <laughs>